Rebel Row podcast for the creative and the curious. Hi there and welcome to the Rebel Row podcast, the podcast where we talk to creatives and we talk to musicians and we talk to artists and photographers. We also recommend what's going on in the world of books or music or podcasting. Um, And this week we have a guest. I spoke recently to Joe from London-based band Urn. That's U-R-N-E. I don't think I uh, can quite do the European pronunciation any justice. Uh, but anyway, the band released a debut album this year called Serpent and Spirit. It's a fantastic mix of... Well, it's just a great heavy metal record, basically, without going into the different uh, influences that, that, that could be there. Um, Kerrang! Yeah, like fairly said that this does herald the arrival of a vital new force in British metal. And I, I would go along with that. So I hope you uh, enjoy my conversation with Joe from Urn. Hi there, so uh, this is Andy, Rebel Road Podcast. I am chatting to Joe from, let's make sure I get this right, Urn. That is how it's pronounced, Urn. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah <it's laughs> pronounced, pronounced slightly different, a bit more accent in Europe, okay. uh, in the mainland, because it, it's it's the it's like a european version of it but over here obviously it just looks like urine <laughs> this disaster I just, you know? it a, I just give it a bristol accent and go earn like uh, earn yeah so uh, i think the only person who's got it right over here off the off the first uh dom lawson who like writes for like metal hammer and yeah that, he like he pronounced it like bang on kind of correct um, so how do you pronounce like, it oh, i just say earn but it's like earner <laughs> Or something, oh, no. you know, add, adds a bit of uh, <laughs> accent to it. But I ain't going to start doing that. I, no. I can't. Yeah, I'd be struggling with the basics. So I'm not going to start <laughs> doing all that. Fair enough, mate. So uh, I guess I start here by saying, like, up front, like, I'm pretty new to your music. So last uh, probably month or so, <laughs> um, found the album. <laughs> like, congratulations. I think it's an absolute, like, metal masterpiece. It's so good. Uh, but it's kind much. of like, it's really interesting to find... Uh, so I'll ask you what you think of your music, but to me, listen to it, it has like, it reminds me of stuff like Mastodon and Devon Townsend in a prog way, but also then Ernie Metallica <laughs> and like, um, like death metal stuff I as well. And there's that. a bit of a, like that a Pantera, Pantera chug that... in there as well. So what, how do you describe mm-hmm. your, if someone said, what's your band sound like? <laughs> Where do you start? Oh man, like, I honestly I just try and keep it like I just say heavy metal yeah I think a lot of people seem to have spent a lot of time trying to pigeonhole oh well is it this genre is it that and what yeah. I think they've maybe I think people maybe are wasting a bit too much time on that yeah I just see it as as a heavy metal record yeah and it's just taken from all of our influences from when from when I first like started listening to the music and it's the same with the other guys like let's go back you know you kind of you grow up and I've never been as passionate and as into metal from when I first ever found it because it was brand new yeah and I was like experiencing all these amazing bands for the first time and you thought oh my god like uh, you know I started off and stuff like whatever like Aerosmith sort of thing you know and then all of a sudden, like someone, your mate's big brother plays you like Metallica, and yeah. you're like, "Oh my god!" And it's just like, "But have you heard Slayer? Or yeah. have you heard this? Have you heard Death? 
I think, and you have you heard Nevermore, and it just kind of goes on and on and on. And they kind of got to a point where I, maybe I stopped being excited about it. I mean, we've yeah. all, all all of us in the band, certainly myself and Angus, the guitarist, we're in we got like we're into quite a lot of music like yeah. outside of it. And I know people say it, oh, blah blah blah. But I mean, I've got a massive portrait of Sam Cooke, the soul singer, yeah, behind yeah, me. Yeah, you yeah. know, I know it's not just a thing. Like it's a, like a true passion of mine, and yeah, kind of like like. I wanted to just go back and just, you know, we, we wanted to write what excited us as kids and see if we were, you know, if we can recapture that excitement. And to be fair, I think we have. And I, I said to the guys earlier, I mean, we just had some like stuff announced, like, well, not, it's not uh, announced to the public yet, but some stuff come through today. And I'm like, wow, like, you know, I've, I've done bands all these years and I've done, you know, I've done bits and bobs and yeah. done, I've joined the band that was kind of semi already on the kind of like on on the cusp uh, point and um but that's not my thing that's not my thing i've done with my mates you know yeah and after all these years to have things coming our way and people who are like in like giant bands message <laughs> us out of the blue just going what what like, our, our bass players just showing us your record and we can't believe it and i'm like <laughs> you're having a laugh mate <laughs> and um like so yeah it's i you know get back to like the kind of question it, to me it's just it's it's just heavy metal yeah and too many things now trying to be a bit too oh well with this and that nah, yeah, just yeah. Get, get to the point yeah get to the point makes it easier and so how did it look like you had a good did you have a good summer i saw i think it was a bloodstock it looked a bit mm-hmm. someone shared it on twitter it looked a bit good mad was yeah, that, so yeah. how was your summer been? Because obviously after last year, every interview I did was how are you coping with lockdown? And actually people yeah, played yeah. some gigs this summer. So how, how was that? Well, the summer, like, you know, every, we released the album at the, of, you know, the start of the summer. So, you know, it's been exciting for us, even though we didn't play shows for ages of like, the, like we still had an exciting kind of period kind of going on, of, you know, wow, like more and more people are hearing this. And it kind of got to playing the shows and, uh, funny enough, like our first two shows that were booked in, um, our drummer's baby was um, was due on that day, so right. um, we had to call in a favour with a few uh, weeks to go from like one of our really good friends, who's a great great metal drummer, and um, so our first two shows were actually without our drummer, um, <laughs> but everything went fine, you know, that yeah. was great, we went down amazing, and then we did Bloodstock, which where we had our drummer back, but we really didn't know if he was going to be like doing it up until like a few days before. And yeah, it was amazing. And um, yeah, I'm re- really like, it was it was the first time I felt like, well, oh, Christ, there is a buzz about the band. Yeah. Because you know we're not we're not some hyped band or anything. You know, it's all pretty organic what we're doing. We're not. Yeah. We're not we're not doing anything. We're not trying to look cool or do. We're not having any like statement, mission statement or whatnot. We're just you know we just want to have a good time. Um, and just see what happens with it. And we're pretty innocent with it all, you know. It's just like we try to like strip strip back the layers that get added to you. The more and more you you be around, you're around music, and the more disappointment you have, you get stuff stuck to you. And it's we try to kind of shed that from us and go back to kind of being fun and having it all excite excite you again. And yeah, um, yeah and I feel like you know that that's what we, we you know we we kind of done and with with things like Bloodstock it was the first time our drummer had ever played a festival. Yeah. Like, I mean, we've all done them metal all day at your local, like, yeah. Dog and Fox, whatever, <laughs> pub. But this was, like, his first festival where me and Angus, in our previous band for four years, we did 
you know, my first ever festival was Download. Wow. And, um, yeah. you know, I mean, and it's it, my, far, my last festival was what I was Damnation, main stage. So it was, I, to me, it was very, it was a different feeling. Our drummer, I, I wish I had, I wish I had what my, my drummer got from it. It was that, that buzz, the nervousness, that, the, the joy at the end, where for me and Angus, I think it was more of a, we needed to prove to ourselves that we can do this. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, it was a different vibe, but yeah, it was great. So how how did the how did the band come together over the last few years? How because I've read a few bits and pieces around like the previous band you were in, mm-hmm. kind of like people moving on, and then you started this band. So how did you guys kind well, of start? Funny enough, the, the anniversary of the 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 origin date is is a, is upon us. Yeah, we uh, earn officially like kind of became a thing in its first ever like formation on the last hang bastard show then that's that that date is, is coming up soon and funny yeah. enough it's been five years and we're playing we're playing damnation five years later um so yeah that came to be it's me and angus we wanted to kind of carry on but we wanted a little bit of time off yeah and um yeah we spoke to one of the other guys in hang the bastard and we we toured with a few friends filling in and i think the original idea was to do this with the singer from Hang the Bastard um, and the two guys we're filling in. But to be honest, they they just turn out to be really flaky. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like turning up at practice and no one turns up and it's just you and your mate having to fork out 50 quid because no yeah. one bothers to drop you a message. Do you know what I mean? Like, I ain't got time for that. Do you no. know what I mean? I'd let, I kind of, at first I was like, I'm not, I, I'd let, I wouldn't let it, I used to let it really like bother me to be fair. And I've kind of had to like, just whatever that's what they've done it's what you've yeah. done and they're, yeah. they're doing whatever now and uh, they, they can do whatever they want but it's it's it we've we've it's paid off for us in the end so we got we spoke to a friend uh, a friend of mine um who's a very different drummer to rich he was more of a rock drummer where rich is growing up being a metal guy and yeah. Cavalero, chris consors lars dave lombardo paul buster yeah. uh, he's sort of go-to guys and um the drummer we had like got a job as a policeman and you can't have the police in our no 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 yeah he obviously couldn't do it you, you know you, you don't want him snitching no you, he just couldn't do it so um and i always wanted to be in a band with rich and i know people say that like we toured of each other some years before and it's just it was mad it was like i knew the guy for ages and i said to angus i was at angus's at, around his dinner table and i was like if there's one person you'd want to yeah. be in a band with who do you fancy being a band with and i had rich in my mind and yeah like he, he said the same thing and I, I text rich and it was almost like oh i've been waiting for this and here we are like four years later obviously we took a year to kind of get things rolling yeah and whatnot and um yeah it's it's been great and it's it's weird. They are like my best pals. Yeah. Angus, like, is uh, people who know me know it's, it's it's like the weird dynamic. Is that you got us two? And I mean, you wouldn't think that we would be that that like wouldn't be best pals, but we are. And Rich is just fit right in with that. And seeing as I had only ever toured with him on a short tour, he's just just like he's into all the same thing: football, metal, beer. You yeah. know what I mean, movies. <laughs> it's, just, it's just easy. Do you know what I mean? And um, yeah. And that 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 was it. That was how it all kind of really came together and it's it's I, I'm almost in a way I'm so gutted that this never happened four years previous yeah I wish I, I wish like I had this three piece I've never been in a band with three people just the three of us and um I I can't help but always 
feel gutted. Whenever I think about it, it bums me out that I wish I we got this together earlier. But sometimes things just happen, don't they, for a reason at yeah. different times, and yeah. you learn lessons yeah. along the way or whatever. Yeah, yeah, uh, totally. Yeah. So, so, so is, that sounds quite relatively organic. Is your because this podcast is kind of about creativity, also like curiosity, mm-hmm. but like, what's your creative process like as a band? Is it quite organic as well? Well, yeah. Funny enough, like we, I hate, I hate having like I see things where people like write one person will write it all, put it on a yeah. computer, send it around. That's what you have to learn. I'd feel so gutted if I was in that band. Do you know, like, I would feel like I've missed everything. I'd just turn up and do it. And there's so many bands who do it. And look, so many successful bands do it. Absolutely fair. I'd be cheating myself as a person if I was happy with that. Yeah. Um, and I was just, but at the end of the day, some people are happy just to be that person. Um, just turn up and you know leave it like to others and yeah we we'll go along with it and there you go like they've had a career but I, I can't do that Rich no. can't do it Angus can't do it so we like to write together but what we do do and actually funny enough we've got one tomorrow Angus will come and stay with me for the weekend and we just have one of the days where I've got this riff and we try and put some bits together yeah. we don't put it on computers none of us are computer savvy yeah. we just whack it on our phone and we, we send it over to Rich and be like, just to kind of get ourselves a little bit ahead. Usually we write mainly in practice, but where we got a kind of a deadline for album two, we're going to have to do a lot more meeting up and yeah. do a lot, a lot more Zoom things in that. And it's, I just don't want to start doing it all over a computer and no. what have you, because I, it, I just feel like, I feel like you can tell a difference. Like, yeah. I might be going mad, but I feel like when you lack something, so bring um, ideas into the room and just jam on them and just see where they're going. Yeah, and, just, uh, and we all do. I have mean, some fun. They can yeah. rack it together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd say like, like Serpent Spirit was like, you know, it's hard because Rich is a drummer, but he does come up with stuff. Like, on, on we just wrote something last week, finished off a song, and he's got like a massive riff in the middle of it, and he's not really a guitarist, but he gets it, you know. Yeah. And he can kind of like come up with something simple and kind of hum the rest, and then Angus or myself will come up. But yeah, it's it's the best stuff because it's nothing better. And it's like I say, going back to when you're a kid and you pay your money, your pocket money to have that four hour jam with your mates. Yeah. And you write a song at a time, you think that's the best song in the world. In reality, it's probably the shittest thing ever. <laughs> but to see your mates buzzing, to see the joy on everyone's face, like, oh my God, that's amazing. You go over that section over and over. We do it now. Yeah. And if we did that stuff where we just sat at home and do it, I would, I would, I would not be fulfilled because I'd be missing them moments. I'd be missing that, that rush, yeah. that like that you remember, like flipping out the first time that you try, and the next bit just happens to fall in place. And uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a very organic process, and we try to keep it so as much as we can, and uh, we won't do too much writing outside of being in the practice room. Yeah. So like we, we kind of started, we kind of touched on this in the start, but some, some of your influences, yeah, you sound relatively mm-hmm. like me, which is, so I was, I was, I grew up in grunge and like mm-hmm. uh, rock and roll and stuff like that. And then we really got mm-hmm. into lots of heavy stuff, but also I still mm-hmm. would say I'm more melodic, but then I worked in Virgin Megastore and all of a sudden, like you could, you could borrow records and listen to them. And mm-hmm. then me- I ran the metal section, my mate ran the soul and funk section, my mate ran the classical mm-hmm. section. So all of a sudden you realize you don't know anything about music and you go away like, yeah, you know, yeah. and all now it's like, 
I was bored of metal, so I was listening to funk and hip hop and jazz and mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. So what sort of where what do you remember your earliest influences as a as a musician? Uh, 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 well, I know my earliest influences as a, a music fan, very young. It was yeah. Billy Joel Stormfront, um, which is a, a really poppy album, and it's yeah. not it's not held in the highest regard compared to a lot of uh, other Billy Joel stuff. Meatloaf came along was a massive thing. First CD ever bought was uh, Meatloaf, Bat of Hell was the first CD ever yeah. bought when I was like yeah. 10 or something. Yeah. I remember going to, to Sainsbury's on a Friday night shop with my mum and I think she got me Bat of Hell too um, on cassette and I was like buzzing. But that, you kind of, none of my family into rock or metal so it was kind of finding it yourself and I kind of had to, I went through the whole like Bon Jovi and yeah. Aerosmith and like the kind of start like that kind of classic rock and you're just trying to find you know what what really gets you going and i love you know i love all the kind of classic rock stuff yeah I've me got, too i've got a lot of time for it and then um i know people it's easy now for people to like bash it and whatnot because people carry on far too long and um <coughs> and the quality dips yeah but it was a great gateway and it was exciting for me yeah as i saw like a, i saw bon jovi on the keep the faith tour i was like oh, 13 awesome. And there's explosions yeah. everywhere. And I still tell the story. Cause, yeah, I know I went to cool gigs as well. I went to Metallica. I saw Biffy at a club. And yeah, that's cool. But mm. on JV with explosions. Like, there's nothing wrong yeah. when you're 12 years old. I can't explain how exciting that is. I saw him on the Crush tour. That was my first yeah. time seeing him. What, 19? I can't, my sister took me in. Yeah, it was that stuff. Great. Like, and when you think if they come out and bands like that go out and play a greatest hit set, you can't really compete. The sad, sad thing is his voice has been pretty shot for about 15 yeah, years. I know. Maybe a bit longer, to it's be fair. It's sad, isn't it? But, yeah, but it's, you know, it's great. And, like, I, every now and then, I, you know, I go and, go and see Everest Smith, and you're guaranteed Steven Tyler's pretty, still got, somehow still got a kind of, uh, yeah. still got it. Um, So, yeah, kind of learning that. But then hearing Metallica has changed my life. Yeah. Um, Massively, and still to this day, it does, and... um. What I would never say, like, I'm not a musician, I'm just a guy who likes writing riffs on yeah. the bass. And Jason Newstead was, I know, it, it, when I was in into Metallica for the first, Jason Newstead was still in the band, and Cliff had passed. And you know, he, I don't play with that same style, but what with Jason Newstead, it's the whole thing, it was the look, it was the energy, it was the vocals, the backing vocals. That was he's my sort of guy, and um, that to me was was what made me want to be in a band metallica yeah. made me want to be in a band and it just um sorry my cat's here one That's second right. this this is otis hey otis. You right, boy? <laughs> <laughs> Human. and um that that's what made it for me. That's yeah. what I was like, yeah, this is, that's why I want to get together with mates and jam and just, just see what happens. And um yeah, I would say that that would be what's what really inspired me. And as you, you said earlier, touching on working in music. So my godfather's uh, radio DJ and Capital FM, XFM, Radio One and all that. And kind of growing up as a kid, getting CDs or whatever kind of given to me. Um, and when I was young, I started working for him uh, in an audio mastering promotional company. And... Uh, I was the only guy into rock and metal, but I also had like all my other stuff I liked and all the other guys, like we all just like different stuff and yeah. we'd have to listen to different stuff all the time anyway. 
and that was a great learning curve for, for yeah. 16 up until 20 i learned about so much more stuff and that that's that was a great that was a great great proper interesting great period for me just uh, stuff that i would probably never go and see or never listen to yeah or have not never been introduced um and yeah it, it was great so but, but that was that was for me that was what i not wanted me to be a, a musician because i you know, Angus, our guitarist, to me, he's a musician. You get some of these other guys of a certain quality. To me, that's a musician. I was this guy who wanted to be in a band, jam mates <laughs> and write riffs and just see what happened. And But yeah, yeah Metallica was, was the one and they still are the the band for me. That makes me want to yeah to be in a band. I was going to ask you about Metallica because you have an instrumental. Is it uh-huh. the second, second song on your album's instrumental, isn't it? I'm not making that Third. The third, third song. It's just so cool. And I remember like... Because I, I had a sim, like my first gig I ever saw was Metallica on the Black Album tour, and just um, uh-huh. I was twelve, and I'd never seen anything like it. I can talking about yeah. Jason. You said like the bass in Wembley Arena was just like yeah. I was in the stands. I was like, oh my god, why is my ribcage shaking? <laughs> but yeah, like my brother yeah, was really. Yeah. My brother brought like the early albums home, and that was the first time that that I kind of got into them. But I remember the instrumentals like Orion, whatever. It was like it was all mm-hmm. well. This this. Well, we're so good. We're just going to put an instrumental on here, and it wasn't yeah, weird yeah. that they had an instrumental. Yeah, ended up being slightly uh, like, oh, that's what prog rock bands do. Actually, Metallica was like the, the like just <laughs> one of the best. Like Master of Puppets sold a million copies, but it was just like here's an instrumental for you, and it was just yeah. I, I think with them, I, well, I think with Metallica, what it was was they didn't care. Yeah, they didn't care. Well, they were already while everyone else was starting to do thrash and whatnot. They're like, yeah, now we've done that. No, yeah. Let's crack on. Let's let's make take this to another level and let's yeah. push it as far as we can. And not that we we haven't done that. I've always wanted to write an instrumental, like since like my first bands, and it's just trying to find the right time, right this and that. And um, yeah, and I can't. I had an idea. I think that was probably the song on the album that I've had the most. I write the most for. Um, and I had it in my head. I knew I had different parts and whatnot. And um, once we started to put it together, I thought, yeah, this is a good song. I wanted it to be a classic metal in- instrumental. But we've, I know it hasn't got vo- like vocals, obviously, because it, it, it's an instrumental. I don't think it's missed. I don't think, I wouldn't have no. thought, oh, there's anywhere on that song that oh, I would have, it wouldn't have suited my, my, my style. Yeah. But as long, as, as well as that, like, the riffing style, there's stuff in that that's very Megadeth. I've heard yeah. people say Pantera about a song. I've listened to one guy's on p- podcast. They were like, well, the riff is clearly damn net. What domination from Pantera. Right. I was like, eh, it fucking clearly isn't. Because if you knew <laughs> if you knew your metal, you would yeah. know what I, what band I was listening to when that come up. But um, there's stuff like Death. There's Nevermore. There's a bit of Rush in there. Metallica, yeah. Megadeth, what have you. And um, it was just something that I was excited about doing. And um one of the riffs in there I've had for 13 years. Yeah. Um, and uh, um, people think people seem to love it. That's like, like there's like two or three songs that people are like extremely passionate about on that album. And that's one of them. And um, I'm glad that we, we did an instrumental and we did, we gave it justice to yeah, like yeah. all the great metal instrumentals, not like your prog, not like your dream theater. Yeah. Like yeah. Bad, like, always have instrumentals. But for the heavy metal one, yeah. I'm glad that we've we've managed to, you know, I'd like to think, oh, if we were a bigger band and we did that, I wonder, wow, what would people think? What would people yeah. say? Um, but yeah, I'm really happy that people 
enjoy it and I feel like I'd love I'd love for like James and Lars to hear it and be like I wonder how they what they think yeah. about it you know <laughs> so. so do you feel like this is um do you feel like you just are okay taking risks that's what it feels like like talking to you when you're talking mm. about like you've done bands before and this is the first time it's like you're just not mm. scared to just be whatever and just make when you say yeah. like making music it's like influences come from wherever and actually if we're going to put instrumental on track three we're just going to do it like not overthink yeah, it too yeah. much i mean like that i've like before hang the bastard me and, my, me and angus were in like a really proggy band and we had spanish guitar sections jazz singers orchestral stuff like actual live strings none of this computer stuff we got great people in pianos and samba bits and whatnot and I, I couldn't care, like, at the end of the day, I know, like, you want to make music for people to enjoy, but the people I want to enjoy it the most are the other two guys in the band. Yeah. And I want, you know, with Ernest a bit more metal than stuff I've done before, but I, I'll have no, like, problems with doing something off the cuff. And yeah. I feel like we've done enough on this album for if we ever did anything, people wouldn't be like, oh, what have they done? Well, yeah. if you like Serpent and Spirit what did you expect yeah um so we we do it for ourselves because yeah. you know we we want to like we want to enjoy what we do and we want to find things exciting and um you know i, I like i like to i like that people think oh yeah oh you guys have got like bits like this and bits like that but it's for me there's obvious things in there that people haven't picked up on yet yeah. and if they do that's fantastic and and whatnot and like clean, my clean singing is something that I need to work on, definitely. And it's something that, you know, it's probably in the whole band's makeup, it's probably the weakest thing. Because it's something I've only just started doing. I've done heavy singing, shouting my whole life. I've been asked to be in bigger bands and whatnot um, because of it. But the clean singing it's, is something it's that great. I... It's great on the opening track, man. Like, it's so good on the yeah. opening track. Um, yeah, it, but there's some bits. I need to get used to it live. The hard yeah. thing is live trying to get a mix that I can actually hear what the fuck I'm saying. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's, you know, it's sometimes hard, but I am, um, that's something I need to work on. I've got no, uh, I've, got, I've got no problems in, about omitting that, but a lot of it, my clean thing and what inspires me is just chucking my voice up and letting it fall down. It's just like listening to, to people like Sam Cooke and flipping Wilson Pickett and Otis yeah. Redding and, and whatnot, having like, and ha- like obviously they have more control with it and they have a lot more like you know they're just better singers but that's what inspires me when it comes to clean singing I w- there's not many like rock or metal singers that are going oh yeah i yeah. really really want this bit to sound like, <laughs> there's a, none <laughs> off the top of my head that i can think of um but yeah i just try and keep it interesting for all of us really things like um lyrics uh, is is there a big story there? Is there a message there? Was it anything particular in uh, influences I mean, there? I, 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 it's not. It's loosely based on like I, I had a, a little bit of a bad patch for a while. I yeah. go compared to, to compared to what some people have to deal with. Very very minor, but it, it kind of it kind of sparked off me to to want to write. Yeah. Uh, about something you know and that's that's just essentially what it stemmed from it's just having a, a little bit of a bad period of time and yeah it just triggered it off you know yeah. and i wouldn't go into too much detail because Definitely. at the end of the day there are people who have um who have it much worse than me and are like 
that are people who you know who people should be listening to not just yeah. me not sorting my shit out and getting myself <laughs> down in the dumps for a little bit um but yeah and it just inspired me just to kind of make a loosely based story yeah um but for the album too there's it's not a concept album it's got something it's, it's got a clear vision of what i'm writing about on that um so yeah you know things will will change up a bit yeah um, i just but, yeah. I, i'm a i'm my other obsession is books so i'm a bookseller mm-hmm. i run a bookshop so i'm always okay. interested in like um like yeah, where people if people are influenced by books as lots of, lots of musicians are but also yeah that yeah. idea of write, writing to get whatever it is out mm-hmm. is quite an interesting yeah, yeah. kind of concept do you make. know i find it hard like trying to writing it down on paper is fine then trying to talk and explain yeah. that to someone is something that maybe it's maybe that I'm not that I can't do it. It's maybe that I'm maybe not comfortable with it yet and I can't yeah. find the correct words about explaining it. So maybe it's easy just to me to kind of give a basic yeah, simple yeah, version definitely. of it and um and, and instead of just kind of rambling on trying to find the yeah. the, 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 I think it's the just thing like, that I can't um, find. Enough things I've read and been curious about every time. I, like I write, I used to write a lot in the mornings. I still do sometimes, but I never show it to anyone. But it just makes you feel mm. better for the day because you've just got some mm. thing. <laughs> You're never yeah. going to show anyone out of your head. Um, yeah. So yeah. So and uh, and so how about um, <clears throat> the current kind of scene, current records? Not necessarily just metal. I, I've spoken to some really cool metal bands over the last year. Like old yeah. cells, some old cells from New York are really cool. And do you know mm-hmm. Fox, Foxjaw? From Bristol, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I spoke to them; they were awesome. They were really interesting. Mm-hmm. They were just funny and eccentric, yeah. and just cool. But any any albums not... hitting you? Any albums? It doesn't have, it doesn't have to be metal, because like I say, it's everything. I might. It's funny in the band. I'm always the person. Like, I drummer. If anyone goes, oh, any good metal records? Our drummers like, oh yeah, this and this and this. This band who lives up a hill in in like <laughs> Finland, and um where I'm the person who listens to a lot of older stuff. Yeah. But so far this year, stuff that's, um, that I've enjoyed, I, I really enjoyed a new Gajira album. And at yeah. first I wasn't really sure. I liked like the heavy, heavy things. And the more I've kind of sat with it, the more I've let it kind of, I, I'm kind of dissecting the layers that kind of yeah. go into that band and whatnot the more and more I've really started to really enjoy that record. And it's made me go back to Magma as well, the one before. And it's, again, there's a lot of layers and there's a lot of, it's a deep subject there. And it's made me, I've enjoyed pulling that apart and like kind of like really trying to like hear different things and kind of get more of a feeling for it. Um, The new Green Lung that come out last week, it's a really cool record. Um, But my, I, the stuff that I, if I was to look on my, my things that I've been playing most this year, and it's probably the same as last year, the band, the old band Survivor, um, who did Ida Tiger, Burning Heart, yeah. their, their second singer, their guy called Jimmy Jameson, he sung the Baywatch theme tune. Yeah. He's got a great voice, very Steve Perry sort of kind of vibe from Journey. And they, they, got, they did an album the first album with Jimmy Jameson called Vital Signs. And it's just a great 80s pop rock album. Yeah. And um, not the follow-up, the one after that is called uh, Too Hot to Sleep. Too Hot to Sleep? I feel like it is. Yeah, and I couldn't find a copy of it for ages. And our booking agent was just like, yeah, I've got you one. And I was like, where from? And it's literally five minutes down the road. And I was just like, oh, okay. 
Like, how have you found that? And I haven't. Like, and um, yeah, it's uh, that's probably what I've been listening to. I listen to a lot, a lot of stuff, but I try not to. Um, with the metal, I think if I was to listen to so much metal, that would start becoming a bit of um, a bad influence on my writing. Because yeah. Then I'd just be tr- what I'm hearing and what I'm listening to all the time is what I'm going to start. It's not. It's not even like copying. It's you'll end up ripping it off, and yeah. so like that's. I, and it, you know, it's. I just don't try to go to the well too much with, with no, metal. No, and makes sense. You know, it's it's. Uh, I listen to this guy called Simmel, who's um, an uh, American singer songwriter. Does some kind of like a very pretty voice, very kind of depressing almost in a way. And I listen to a lot of him and I'm trying to think what else I've got really. Yeah, my, all my favorite, year, well, I've got a few metal albums I really like this year, but a lot of stuff is just kind of just either dance music or hip hop or yeah. folk singing yeah. or I don't know, just like if it's good, it's good. That's what I found with, all, with just experience of music is, well, if it's good, it's good. I don't really overthink it more yeah. than did it get me in some way. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I was, I had like shuffle on my phone the other day and uh, a Taylor Swift song come up with a uh, Bon Iver. Really, yeah, just, yeah, a great, yeah. just a great song. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. It was just, I didn't have a clue. Look at the phone. I was like, oh, it's Taylor Swift. And it was just, I must have listened to it about a hundred times. I thought it was a really great song. And uh, I, yeah, think it's, yeah. I think it was on a playlist of TV songs or something. Or it's in a program or on a film. Um, but yeah, I'm trying, you know what? It's, I, I find uh, there's just a few records like for metal, like the new Trivium's cool, like really, really full on. But um, I'd, I'd be, I'd be kidding in line if I said that I was on the pulse and yeah. everything. Um, I like I say, I find more comfort in listening to older stuff. I find more inspiration. Yeah. Be it like I'm just looking to hear, I've got new Thin Lizzy box set, new Deep Purple. Um, Fleetwood Mac box set just got uh, Sabbath. Um, I'm in a bit of a box set craze yeah, at the moment. Cool. Um, and yeah, I just uh, yeah, I just like st- I like listening to stuff that makes me f- feel comfortable, and uh, that's why I listen to a lot <laughs> a lot of Survivor. Vital yeah. Signs by Survivor <laughs> opening track is one of the best openers ever. I will check it out. So, what is where are you with the with with the band now? You're just talking about album two uh, earlier. Is that is yeah. that you're starting in the writing yeah. process or? Yeah, we're we're in we're into the writing process. Got a few songs down. Um, we think we we're starting. We got we think we got an the album opener part sorted. Um, it's going to be a very different opener from what this one was, from what Serpent Spirit was. So we we're going to aim for like October November to record, but we have got a lot of real great shows booked in for yeah next year. so where, what um so we've got like orange goblin at the end of this year yeah that tour then we've got some months off then we're going out with devil sold his soul very different vibe for us yeah orange goblin's a very different vibe and we've just kind of got something uh lined up which again is very different and we've got some great festivals sorted cool. out to we that we've announced and that we have to announce and it's very exciting times um I mean, we got. I'm really excited. Like we got, I say, we got three ba- three massive bands who are into us, like Brixton plus size bands. And Whoa. I'm waiting for one of them to one of them to give us the old call. Do you fancy? I have no idea. Just it's even cool. if they, even if 
yeah, just come and hang out. Like, I'm just waiting for that. Do you know what I mean? Like, get, get me on a yeah, world tour, lad. I shared, um, I shared Fox Jewel. Do, do you know the Wild Hearts? They're one of my favourite bands. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I shared Fox Jewel with Ginger, and he was like, this is one of the best bands I've ever heard. So he wanted yeah, to take yeah, him yeah. on tour and stuff. But uh, he contacted oh. them direct. But eventually, all we could do is get him two or three support slots. But he was like, they were like, he's super nice. Like, he was like, your band's yeah. amazing. So it can happen, yeah. I guess. He, and all of this go like, yeah, come on, talk and play with that's us. That's what I think. That, hang on, I've just got to go and get my door quickly. That's all right, One man. second. Uh, yeah, sorry, where, where are we? Uh, oh, yeah, it's same about... It's about, it's about bands and stuff and getting them getting in contact with you and hopefully you get a big show with one of your... One well, of my, well biggie. the funny ones, so like, I... So we got Matt Heafy from Trivium, who I am... Um, I was in a Kerrang! magazine with him 16 years ago some shit happened and yeah. i had to take a picture with him and i was like fucking well, i hated it as a kid yeah. and i just sent it to him as a as a laugh and then he he was like you know he sort of started following us and then he listened yeah. to the album fucking loved it and then um jesse leach from kill switch engage yeah i posted out something and i sent i just tagged the link of our band in liked it started playing it started tweeting about it started putting it on Instagram. And I was like, oh, fucking cool. I kind of understand where that came from. But the one that's caught us is uh, Jean-Michel, the bass player from Gajira. Yeah. Who are the metal band at the moment. Yeah. Started following us and posting about us. And I was like, he's got, oh, he must have the wrong band. Because we only <laughs> literally just released Serpent and Spirit, like the day of. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? And then last week, we get a message from Joe from Gajira going, Jean-Michel has played me, I've been playing me your album. And he's just like, it's amazing. And I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, that's blown our little minds. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, Sorry. <laughs> that's all right. You can eat away. Uh, I didn't have, um, I was just going to ask you where the best place is for people to, to find you, to, to talk to you, to follow you, see what's going on, see what dates are coming up. Well, the easiest one really is Facebook because through yeah. Facebook you probably find all of our other things. Facebook.com earn band. And it is earn band for Twitter and Instagram, but Facebook, you're, it, it just covers everything. Even though it doesn't get used like he did five years, 10 years ago, it's still for us. Instagram's probably our best thing. Yeah. Twitter. No one cared for us on Twitter. Right. Yeah. No one gave a shit. And all of a sudden, like people do. And I, I was like, oh, I, I didn't understand Twitter. I thought people had to be kind of in bands, had to be kind of quirky or, you know, try and be funny or share le- loads of memes and that. And I was like, oh, what? I, I no. just want to talk about music. And then one day it's just happened. And now people, I mean, we had these guys from Chile talking amongst themselves about us, going that they've heard that we're extremely nice people. And I was like, that's <laughs> mad. Like, and they was like, yes, and I, I've heard this as well. And another guy, who we sort of know, who lives in Poland now, but I think he's from I think he's from Chile, or they certainly speak the same language. And he's like, yeah, I can vouch that they are really nice guys. And I was like, oh, so we're like we're like the nice men in metal, <laughs> which we do we do try and be. To be but fair, it's like just this. you and Dave Grohl. That's it. <laughs> nice guys yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but we do like I love it. Like if, if we play festivals and we get like or big shows where we get beers and stuff in our rider. I ain't going to drink all these beers or I'm going to drink all these Jägermeisters. So I just chuck them to people in the crowd. Yeah. Like before we start playing or like afterwards, I just chuck them. 
I, I, I just like a bloodstock. I just nipped down and just started giving them to people, and it's like they're gonna whatever. That means that mean more to them than yeah. me just sitting there drinking another beer or whatnot. I mean, I probably wouldn't do it anyway. But I think we really try and pride ourselves on being just. I mean, I as you probably read a lot, there's there's so many shit people yeah. in metal and in rock and and. I feel like I know who I am as a person. I've, you know, been brought up pretty fucking well. Yeah. I've got like great parents. I'm like my mum is like everything. And um, I've always, I've always worked hard. I've worked in proper, like proper firms and I've learned how to be a better person. Yeah. But I'm still, still learning. You always learn. And if you think you don't learn, well, you're not for this world. If exactly. you think that you know it all. So we all do try and pride ourselves and there's been things that shows when people be it outside or inside the venue have been been being a bit naughty and we have no issues. It, it, any of us going over and having a yeah. word. Uh, we were playing a show in London and there was uh, there was a big thing kicking off outside between like this guy was trying to steal some stuff and we just stopped everyone from walking out the venue. Like don't walk there because they're about to stab each other up. Get back in yeah. the venue and just give yeah, yourself yeah. five minutes. Me and Richard watch the door. Do you know what I mean? We're just standing in front of these guys. But <laughs> you learn, you learn, and that's what everyone should do. You know, try and be, try and be a good person. And yeah. I just read today another band who's just been done for some shit. I'm like, what, what you got? What are you guys on? And it is, it is always, it is always men. Yeah. And it's just like fucking hell. Like, do you, did you guys really want to be in this because you all love our music or did you just want to come in and take the piss and take advantage of people? Yeah. And it's so fucking often now. And I'm like, do you know what? Like, I, I never say that. I've pissed off a lot of people, probably a bit too vocal and a bit too say what, say what I feel. But I prefer that, you yeah. know, any day of the week than being one of them sly, vile people. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, that's you know that's what we we try and do in this band. We all try to be the best person that we can be. Well, you seem like a very nice guy. I'm sure if we were having a yeah, pint nicest, tonight, we would have a good chat. Do... <laughs> good chat. Yeah, about... nicer down in Chile. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's when I started this, I did literally just want to start talking to bands. So I went down in Bristol mm-hmm. with my phone and recorded people, and then like so I sat in with Foxtrot on the boozer and uh, mm-hmm. just chatted over some pints and stuff and it was quite nice and uh when zoom came along and lockdown it was like i'll try it and then it was like oh, so i could talk to anyone in the world now so then my curiosity yeah, yeah. just takes me on and i've done some artists some authors some like life got in the way the last six months but yeah it's just kind of fun to meet nice people and you, like, there's still people I chat to now and fox draw saw sending messages just because i'm interested in yeah. music and I just think yeah. it's a yeah it's interesting so time. you're based in bristol best in bristol yeah yeah, we're playing uh, Bristol in um, April. Okay. The Fleece. Uh, the Fleece, awesome. With cool. Double Soldy Soul, who I think are Bristol based, maybe. I have no sure. idea. I've just said that. I have no fucking clue. Okay. Uh, but we're playing I'll try, Bristol. I'll try and get down to that. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely try to get down to. No, it's a, it's a Friday night, I believe. I, I'm on retail Saturdays. I'm always working Saturdays. But yeah, it's all right. Um, anyway, I might, I might let you get back to your Friday night now, actually. But, um, oh man! Well, abs- I'm just gonna watch. Play- I'm absolute- just gonna watch the last Halloween film because me and oh, Angus yeah. are gonna watch the new one tomorrow, which is apparently absolutely shit. <laughs> but we're still gonna go into the cinema, waste our money, watch it, come out being like, "Yeah, no, it was shit." So I'm just jigging my mind about the last one, which people liked, but 
I'm going to... Uh, so I'm just, I've, I've, my I've lost track around. completely. But yeah... I, but I, no, was... I was talking about it with my drummer today. I was just <laughs> like, yeah. And he was like, I didn't realise it was a Halloween 6. And I was like, yeah, no, it came out like a year before H2O. Yeah. There's yeah, so many Halloween films. Okay, so... Nice to meet you. Have a nice I'm going to stop the recording about now. And then I can say bye to you properly. So thanks to Joe from Urn. I really do uh, recommend checking out their debut record, Serpent and Spirit. Interesting to see where that band goes next and hopefully catching them on tour shortly. That's it for this episode. If you could go and subscribe to the podcast, go to rebelroad.com, look at our uh, uh, individual prints and canvases, and we now have official band merchandise for sale there. Um, But until next time, take care.